0: Welcome to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm Paige Donner, the host and producer. This food and wine show is being brought to you directly from Paris, France. Here, we give you a taste of this delicious world with all its colorful and diverse personalities that make up the Paris culinary landscape. So, sit back and relax and enjoy Paris Good Food and Wine. Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IoT Shipping. IoT, the Internet of Things. IoT Shipping tracks your value assets using the Internet of Things technology that gives you data points based on temperature, movement, and geolocation. For more information, contact IoT Shipping dot x y z that's iot shipping dot x y z incarceration, and cooking. The Season 5 kickoff of Paris Good Food and Wine is all about a very particular recipe for cooking jambalaya, and its inspiration is drawn from a cooking school here in Paris founded by chef Thierry Marx, a two-Michelin-starred celebrity chef who has never forgotten his humble roots. You've no doubt heard this saying at least once in your life, when life throws you lemons, make lemonade. This is a French twist seasoned with a dash of New Orleans on that old axiom recidivism, incarceration. Vocational training and cooking make for a winning recipe for a hearty and enduring jambalaya. The story begins up in the 20th arrondissement of Paris, the northeasternmost district of the city, which until about a decade ago had always been a bit of a rough fringe area. Nowadays, it's fast becoming gentrified and is known mostly as the home to the famous Père Lachaise Cemetery, as well as the trendy and popular Mama Shelter Hotel and Bar. This is where Chef Terry Marks grew up, and in the still fairly rigid French social pecking order, this Horatio Alger story is a rather uncommon one. Today, Chef Marx is the executive chef of the Mandarin Oriental Hotel, as well as overseeing his own bakeries and other businesses, the school, and also massive amounts of media appearances. He counts President Macron as one of his friends. You might think that all this would come with a huge attitude, but au contraire, this chef happens to be one of the most big-hearted and humble you will ever meet. And it's quite simply through the generosity of his nature that this school was born. You see, not only is this a cooking school that trains you to work and helps place you in a respectable job after you finish your 11 weeks of training, it's a school specifically oriented towards people who have done time, are on probation, or otherwise in some kind of rehabilitation, whether it be a run-in with drugs or the law. The premise of this school, then, is Second Chances. And the economics play out, especially in the big picture. If there is one element that contributes the most to recidivism, it is that once people leave prison, they are often deemed unemployable. So even though they've paid their debt to society, they go on being punished. Not having gainful employment or legal employment is the number one factor that forces people back to crime or drugs. Reducing the rate of recidivism means offering people gainful employment. It means offering people a second chance. This school is all about that. Cuisine mode d'emploi charges no fees for the courses they provide. The training is intense. The discipline, rigorous. The students are chosen five times per year and complete two months of hands-on training in the kitchens here or in the on-site bakery if they choose the boulangerie curriculum. For the final three weeks, they're placed as interns in any one of the partner businesses, be that a bistro, a restaurant, a hotel, hospital, school, catering, or events. At the end of the 11 weeks, Chef Marx's team helps to place them in permanent or contract employment. After that, it's up to them to fly. In the United States, where we have quite aptly been called incarceration nation, the only approximation to a model such as this one that I've seen so far is Chef Jeff's Felon University. Certainly, it's a bit of a misnomer because people don't attend his school to learn to be felons, but rather to rebuild their lives after doing time in prison. Chef Jeff Henderson is the first African-American chef to be executive chef of a Las Vegas casino, namely the Bellagio. He learned how to cook while he was in prison. So more than a show about cooking schools and celebrity chefs, this is a show about second chances, about giving people the tools to turn their lives around. It's about a life of dignity and respect, the means to which, for most of us, is gainful employment. We'll be hearing today from a guest chef from Louisiana, Chef Kevin Belton, also from the resident training chef at Chef Marx's school, Chef Aurelian Arutel. In addition to that, we have the cultural affairs officer from the U.S. Embassy here in Paris, Tom White, sharing his thoughts about the concept of this school and its relevancy to the reduction in the rate of recidivism. And last but not least, we have the husband and wife couple, Veronique and Philippe, who are Chef Marx's right hands at the school and who, by the way, spend their summers on a Harley barreling across the United States, a land that they love. I hope you enjoy this show and be sure to direct any questions or comments to us at our website, Local Food and Wine. And also, please check out the links we've included in our show notes to Chef Marx's Cuisine Mode d'Emploi and also to Chef Jeff's Felon University. I'm Paige Donner, and I'm thrilled to have you with us on this season five of Paris Good Food and Wine. Chef Kevin Belton, it's kind of extraordinary to be meeting you here at the Cuisine Mode d'Emploi, which is actually a school. It's, like, it's a cooking school run by Thierry Marks, uh, one of France's most celebrated and beloved chefs. Now, what is it that you're doing here today? I'm going to let you, you run with this story.
1: Louisiana cuisine started with the French. We were founded by the French. We were French, Spanish. We had the American Indian And African. That's what started true New Orleans cuisine. And so the base root of it is the French cuisine. And it's such a strong tie in Louisiana to France. It was only natural to come here. And what we're doing today is a great traditional Louisiana dish of jambalaya. Jambon was a French word for ham. Laya was the African word for rice. So they called it the gift with rice. So it's a great meal to prepare for large groups of people, when family's coming over to gather. So basically, I'm coming to visit French family, and we're going to sit and have lunch.
0: Well, that sounds like something that the French love to do. They love to, <laughs> they love to be with the family, and they love to sit and have a nice, long lunch. And this is this is an extraordinary place up here in the 20th arrondissement. It's a, it's a working school. People come in, and uh, in three months, they're trained to the point where they can actually go the next day and get a job and it's something that I know chef Marx has created and, and worked hard to do now in the states in New Orleans where you're from, you are are just as mediatized I would say as chef Marx is here in the sense that you have a cooking show, you do a show on PBS. Can you tell us a little bit about all your endeavors and how you try to balance that how you try to balance that with also your job in the in the kitchen? <laughs>
1: It's, uh, oh goodness, it's very interesting. Julia Child introduced French cuisine to the United States. So as a child, I watched Julia Child, but she cooked natural. She kept it very nice and simple. And if so, so what if that souffle came out at an angle, only half of it rose, she would taste and go, oh, bon appetit, you know, oh well, and it's okay, and that's the way cooking should be. Um... I forgot the question you asked me. But, oh, oh! with all that I do, I taught folks traditional Louisiana cuisine for 28 years. I never planned on being on TV. So as a kid watching Julia Child, and we had a, a chef in, in, in Louisiana called Justin Wilson. Justin was Cajun. He had an accent. He's like, oh, chef, ¿cómo se va, che? You know, les oignons. And he, Justin always cooked with wine as well. But he had that strong Cajun accent, Sha. And watching Justin growing up, that I never thought that I would have a show on PBS that now kids write to me. It was something that was unplanned. So I just finished my third season on PBS and along with the third book to go with that series. And this particular new series is going to be called Kevin Belton's New Orleans Celebrations. So it's covering all the different festivals and things that we celebrate. So it's, if I had a food booth at this festival, this is what I would make. And I'm also fortunate enough to be the uh, resident chef for our CBS affiliate in New Orleans. So I do a cooking segment on Tuesday mornings, and then on Fridays I'm out, and about, in the city doing a report on something going on that weekend and or event or something like that. So I get to go do fun stories. I don't do serious news stories. I get to go do fun stories.
0: You got the creme de la creme, as we say. Yes. <laughs> now, if I understand, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, two little personal anecdotes I've heard about you um, is that you have a, you had a French grandmother and two, you used to be, you used to play football.
1: Yes, my grandmother was born in the town of Thibodeau, Louisiana, which is just southwest of New Orleans. My grandfather was born just across the river from Morgan City. Morgan City is only a few miles from the Gulf of Mexico. A lot of shrimp boats go out of Morgan City and oil boats. Well, he was born in a town called Berwick. So I grew up listening to grandmother and older relatives speak French. So as a kid, I'm listening to my grandmother talk to me and I could understand her. But then when she would talk to an aunt that would come to visit, I was like, wow, they're speaking an adult language. So maybe when I get older, I'll be able to speak that adult language. And it turned out they were speaking French. So that's what got me really interested as a kid to start looking up the history, looking at our connections to France, looking up, you know, okay, why do we sound different? And why do we speak different than anywhere else? And, and that's what got me interested in that. Um, in school, my first sport was basketball. But in high school, I switched to football, played in college, stopped playing because my mother passed away. And it was just a lot between school, football and things at home. I ended up going back to playing. So I went out to San Diego for just a minute just to keep the team doctor's job, uh, played through the semi-pro league and went up to uh, Canada and got hurt. And I said, OK, enough. I'm going home. <laughs>
0: and so then you're you're an autodidactic chef I mean which is kind of uh, it makes it so apropos if you will that you're that you're here at this school too because I mean this is like um you know this is like a very vo- vocational oriented type of a school like in you know from day one you walk in you don't have to know anything and then from three months later you walk out and you can you know you can handle pretty much any situation that's thrown at you in a in a tough kitchen in a tough and busy kitchen so how did you are you is it right to say you're autodidactic did you, did you have any vocational training or did you just kind of go hey i'm gonna teach myself how to how to cook
1: my mother was a teacher so my mom taught me anything you want to know about pick up a book and read it (laughs) so i didn't go i didn't spend two years in culinary school i did 10 12 classes from food handling sauces sanitation but i learned the business coming up in it With some friends that were chefs, I I was friends with, I got to be friends with some of the best chefs in New Orleans. And they taught me not just about food, but they taught me more about the business and how to treat people and everything like that. There's one of the gentlemen here at the school here, we were talking, he had a bookstore five years ago. And he closed it because everyone now was going to electronic books. And if you see me in my bag, I keep a book with me. I love the feel of a book. And it's sad that he had to close it up. But what's great is what they're learning is everyone has to eat. And they can work not only here in France, but to say that, hey, I've worked in French restaurants. You can take that and go anywhere in the world because French cuisine is is on a level unlike any other cuisine. It's the mother of all cuisines.
0: That is such a strong and beautiful statement. I think we're going to, I think I'm going to have to say thank you of grand merci beaucoup to Chef Belton because how can we top that? All of our French listeners are going to just love that. But I did have one final question for you. Do you have a favorite dish from Louisiana?
1: A favorite dish from Louisiana? My favorite dish in Louisiana is what are you in the mood for? Because, for me, I never cook for myself, but I love to prepare whatever others like. So whatever anyone is in the mood for, I will cook for that. Yeah. <laughs> Et merci beaucoup, France. Find this and more episodes
0: of Paris Good Food and Wine on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, and also on iTunes. I'm Paige Donner, host and producer of Paris Good Food and Wine. IOT Shipping. IoT Shipping uses the Internet of Things technology to track and trace your value assets throughout the transport process. Data is monitored by temperature, geolocation, and movement so that you always know where your value assets are and in what condition they are in. Contact them for more information and for a quote at iotshipping.xyz that's I-O-T shipping dot X-Y-Z. now we're speaking with chef aurelian harutel who is the executive chef here at chef terry marx's school uh he runs the day-to-day operations and teaches the students in the kitchens here so chef aurelian harutel I think I'm saying your name correctly. Okay. All right. So you are um, uh, Chef Marx's designated executive chef here. So you run the school in terms of the, the kitchens um, at the, the Cuisine modes d'Emploi. And uh, you're fun to talk to because you, you did spend quite a bit of time overseas, I believe, in Quebec. But n- but now you're back. To- well, tell us a little bit of, like, how. what's your formation as a chef?
2: Uh I'm 37 years old, I'm studying in Brittany in France during uh, 6 years, like a, like a normal kitchen school. After I was working in a, in a really big place in France during uh, 3 and 4 years, uh, in Bordeaux and Auxerre, and after I had, uh, started travelling uh, all around the road in different countries to, to learn my job, uh, to grow up in a kitchen, and I, I finished a chef in a restaurant in Quebec City.
0: So, yeah, so it's like like a lot of chefs, you tend to have some kind of international um, experience under your belt or sometimes you just, you know, stay within the country but try different regions. So that actually gives you a lot of really great training to be able to head up a school like this. I'm really curious about the real tangible nuts and bolts. Like, what does your day look like? You know, what time do you get here? What time do the students get here? What do you, what do, you do during a day of school?
2: Okay. Uh... My students stay in school for two months, okay, and uh, they learn uh, two many of techniques like uh, we work fish, meat, uh, dessert and eggs and vegetables and a normal day we have some people uh, to come in a restaurant in a school to have lunch and uh, I teach them how to prepare some uh, traditional French cuisine with all the techniques they need uh, to to grow up after the formation in a a school, in a a different job. And like a normal day, we start at eight o'clock and uh, use a paper board and I explain to my students uh, how to prepare like a a bœuf bourguignon or a blanket de veau. And I show uh, them different techniques and after they they work like two two by two and uh, in a stove and they make uh, like uh, the menu. A starter, main course and dessert. Like uh, we can start with uh, a florentine, eggs with spinach. And after we can uh, carry in with like a boeuf bourguignon with some uh, mashed potatoes and green vegetables. And they, they show how to prepare and to cook the veggies, like different techniques. And we finish with like uh, apple apple, tie, apple pie. And they use them to make like fresh pasta. And after like, uh, like compote and apple on top. And every day we change every time different menu. And uh, we, we, we have to learn uh, around 80 techniques.
0: 80, 80 techniques? Exactly.
2: Like poché, like braised, like, uh, like stew, like everything. And for one week, we work with all the veggies. Next week after, we work all the fish, meat, dessert, eggs. That's it. And after after two months, they have an exam. We call this a CQP. And after, uh, there's a jury to come to test uh, our f- the food. And after we give to uh, an exam and after they go to a different place to, to work.
0: What kind of jury is that? Is that like a jury of experts or is it just basically people who would be anybody
2: who would go to a restaurant? The, the jury who come to kitchen is like sometimes Thierry Marx. Yeah, Of course, uh, there is some chef from different restaurants because uh, the, the school now... Uh, Everybody knows this school, okay? And uh, and the chef and restaurant uh, has uh, the the school to, to have some stagiaire, to have some students, because uh, they think they are sc- good good chef to 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 explain how the technique in France, and they come to try to talk to us and uh, to watch uh, our cooking.
0: So as I understand it, after the, I understood that it was actually three months of training, but you're saying two months, it's
2: two months. Two months, mu- two months, in a, two months with, uh, with me in a kitchen, and after three weeks in different restaurants, a stage. And after, uh, in total, they have 11 weeks in a school, Eleven. Eighteen in school and three after school. And after, they're available to have uh, like a commit cuisine. First grade first grad in the kitchen. And after, they have, have to grow up uh, time after time.
0: Right, they, like their skills evolve. So where do some of the people get placed? Because I know that um, about over 90% of your graduates, your finishers here, get placed in, in jobs. Is it like hotels and hospitals and schools and restaurants?
2: Yeah, could, there is a different place. It can work in a gastronomic in a palace. It can work in like a bistronomy or small places. They like work in banqueting, Can work in an événementiel the traitor. And uh, there in Paris, there is different job offers. There is different kind of cooking, like a big restaurant, like a forty-person brigade, and they can work in a small places, just two chefs and one coming. You will find a road. Okay, so each students are different. Okay, I have uh, every two months I have eight students, and they have they, have, they are all different. And uh, some one is going to gastronomy, another one with bistronomy, another one with like uh, small places. Ah. Just find our world, that's it, and we'll be happy in the kitchen.:
0: Everybody has to find their own way, yeah exactly one way,
2: exactly one way.
0: But but you do help, I believe, with placement. Like you do find the places that are hiring.
2: Yes, uh, of course. Uh, with uh, with the director of school, we have some we have some uh, some restaurant. We work a long time ago with us, and we call them. And we we ask if you need a stagiaire, we need a people, and say yes. no. we send a CV or, or a paper, and we call, they call back, and we say okay. We send a person, two person, and after we hope with a contract, CDD or contract after.
0: That's cool no, um I just wanted to make sure I heard correctly. you have eighty new students every two months or eight
2: yeah eight uh, new students every two months eight eight yeah, and we we uh that we five sessions per year that's it
0: okay, so then we're talking about approximately fifty students uh, forty exactly.
2: St- exactly per year yeah
0: 50. because because in addition to the- cu- the kitchen, you have the bakery.
2: We have uh, like a Le Pierre, it's like a bakery, and every day they make some fresh bread, a croissant, au chocolat It's the same formation of cuisine, but it's pastry. And after, they go to a bakery in Paris, or
0: different way. Thank you so much, Chef Aurelian. It was really nice of you to talk to Paris Good Food and Wine.
2: Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay,
0: now we'll be talking to Philippe Carrion, who is one of the right hands for Chef Terry Marks at his school up here in the 20th arrondissement, the Cuisine Mode d'Emploi. Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IoT Shipping. IoT, the Internet of Things. IoT Shipping tracks your value assets using the Internet of Things technology that gives you data points based on temperature, movement, and geolocation. For more information, contact IoT Shipping dot x y z that's iot shipping dot x y z you philippe you speak better you speak better english than i speak french yes it's true (laughs) you know one of the things that i i find so endearing about you and your wife who help run this school here cuisine mode d'emploi of terry marks is that you guys take long vacations on your harley davidsons across america every summer where did you go this summer
3: um, first, excuse me for my uh, my uh, breaking English. Uh, uh, this summer we go we have a big loop. We uh, we land at uh, Denver, Colorado, and we go to uh, uh, Wyoming and uh, South Dakota and uh, Montana and Idaho and uh, Utah, uh, Arizona, New Mexico, <laughs> and we, we go to Denver. Uh, Twenty six days. And uh, uh, in, in kilometers, but uh, uh, seven mi- uh, 7,000 uh, 7, 7, 7, uh, kilometers.
0: 7,000 kilometers. I don't know how many states you numbered, at least a dozen. 3,000 uh, 3,
3: miles. Uh, uh,
0: 3,000 3, 3, miles wow. on a Harley Davidson. Yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we go to Sturgis Rally just running in South Dakota.
0: <laughs> so, so we have a couple of Americana lovers running this this school of, ter- of Terry Marks cuisine mode employ. Can you tell us if I were a student? If I say I was a student and I was starting here, in three months, yeah. in three months, what would I have learned? I mean, you don't have to tell us everything, but the basics. What would I have learned, and what could I do with those skills? In,
3: in uh, three months. You learn in this school the program of uh, one or two years in uh, in French it's named uh, CAP is a, a, a certificate, that,
0: Like a, cer- a a professional certificate, CAP.
3: And uh, we after uh, we we can uh, you can uh, go to the um, uh, restaurant or bakery because because we. we uh, we deliver also a bakery uh, certificate and uh, can uh, work uh, as a professional.
0: So in three months, I can walk in here not knowing anything about a kitchen or about m- baking bread. Like, well, not any bread too, French bread, which is, you know, wor- world-renowned French bread. And in three months, I can walk out of here and I can, I can be, I'm employable. I can find a, I could find a job.
3: You are employable because uh, there is, it's the uh, intensive formation, and uh, in uh, three months we, uh, you learn uh, all the program of uh, bakery and uh, uh, cooker.
0: Is this a, a concept? Is this the kind of school that could work in other countries, or you think it can only work here in France?
3: Uh, we think uh, this uh, concept you know, you can work um, in all the countries because uh, the professional have the same problem. They haven't, uh, they, they can't bring, um, they can't... Uh,
0: they can't find, they can't find?
3: They, they can't find a, a professional and a line staff. And uh, uh, we, we, are, we uh, grow a, a school in um, Colombia, uh, Medellin, and uh, uh, we hope to grow a school in the uh, United States because the United States has the, the, the same problem e uh, to, to no line staff uh, uh, no wild uh, program uh, it's a very good thing uh, to yeah ouais, uh, for export, man, it's, uh, pour uh, pallier à ça c'est, uh, c'est un bon programme pour c'est un bon programme pour uh, pour régler ces problèmes là c'est un bon programme pour uh, comment je sais pas comment on dit comment vous diriez ça à vous ah, bon c'est un bon programme pour uh, régler cette question
0: I think what you're saying is, like, it's a really great program to um, find solutions.
3: It's a good program to find solutions, uh, to have a, a line staff uh, form.
0: Perfect. Philippe, thank you so much for taking the time today to talk to Paris Good Food and Wine. And also for having uh, this event, hosting this event at your school. You have the embassy here. You have Chef Belton here from Louisiana. You have Chef Aurelien here. So it's a lot of coordination. Thank you for today. Thank
3: you very much. And uh, excuse me for my break in English.
0: Oh, you, we, we, ed, Americans love the French accent. It's so it's It's so, cute. It's so charming. <laughs> thank, you. <laughs> thank you, Philippe. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. I'm your host, Paige Donner. Find this and more episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, TuneIn Radio, and also on iTunes. Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IoT, the Internet of Things. Up next, we'll be hearing from Tom White, the U.S. Embassy in Paris' Cultural Affairs Officer. so wonderful to actually bump into you at this Cuisine Mode d'Emploi, uh, Terry Marx's school up here in the 20th arrondissement. Tell us, what is your capacity with the United States Embassy here in Paris?
4: Uh, at the U.S. Embassy, I work in the Cultural Affairs Office, which is part of the public affairs, and I am a cultural affairs officer. And what we try to do is build bridges between the United States and France.
0: Well, and food is a really great way to build a bridge, I would imagine, between especially especially New Orleans, where this chef is from. What are you doing here today? I mean, this is a kind of a a really fun event. Um, It's not necessarily a big public event, but there is a, a guest chef from New Orleans, Kevin Belton, whom we just heard from. How did this all come about?
4: Well, we, uh, the embassy was really fortunate that Kevin had been invited by the city of Orléans to represent New Orleans uh, in their gastronomic fair uh, earlier um, in the week. And the city of Orléans and New Orleans are now sister cities, which just came into effect um, in January of this year. And as this is the 300th anniversary of the founding of the city of New Orleans, we have been participating in celebrations throughout France of this history, and the embassy has the luck to have Chef Belton here. And so we said, well, we're going to put you to work for your country, and um, we, the embassy contacted the school, and what the embassy wanted to do was to bring a little bit of New Orleans to the 20th arrondissement, let's say, many people are aware of you know American cuisine and they think, okay, it's hamburgers and hot dogs and that's as far as it goes. And that is really, it is American, but we have so much more in the United States and New Orleans is truly the home of French cuisine in the United States and it has become New Orleans cuisine through the influence of African Americans, Americans escaped slaves from Haiti even back. So you get a bit of the Creole uh, influence. The Native Americans have influenced New Orleans cuisine. And so that really represents kind of the best of America. It's a melting pot. And in this case, it's a jambalaya pot. But what the embassy is trying to do is... Show um, the average French person that what you see on TV, what you see in Hollywood, is not necessarily America. It's an image of it, but that's. But the reality is that Americans and French people and are really all the same, and it's like we like to eat good food, and the best American cuisine is from New Orleans, and. The embassy decided to make uh, Chef Belton, like I said, work for his uh, work for his country, and this is an opportunity where he can introduce Creole cooking to uh, a French uh, young chef.
0: You know, yeah, jambalaya. It's funny that you're talking about America as a as a melting pot and France, too, as a melting pot. And then here we are, you know, s- smelling these wonderful aromas of the jambalaya, which is stewing as we speak. You know, also, too, I was hoping you could speak a little bit to the the uniqueness of this school. This isn't just any cooking school, you know, because I think a lot of times we look at we think of cooking schools, and we think, oh, my goodness, those are expensive. They can be up to like they can, they can be at the cost of an Ivy League education, quite frankly. But this one, as it turns out, is actually free. So now they offer really very hands-on vocational training here. Any thoughts about that?
4: Personally, I think this is a fantastic model that that Chef Terry Marks has created here. It is truly an opportunity to teach people who may not have had the opportunity to go to a good school whether it's you know a cooking school or any sort of just educational school or perhaps they have had trouble with the law and this is an opportunity for them to learn a very marketable skill and what what fascinates me is as you said that this this is for free the students come and they work incredibly hard for 8 weeks and through the Training that they receive here, the school has a 92% placement rate, which is incredible. And I, I think that this is a model that could be used anywhere, certainly in the United States, where we have a supply and demand, let's say, where we have, there's a demand for skilled workers, and we are not producing the supply right now. And so perhaps we can begin a, a model like this in the United States whether it's um, a famous chef who lends his or her name to a school and begins it, or the local government, as it is here in the 20th arrondissement, the, the mairie has decided that this is an investment that they want to make in their community. And I think this is just a, a brilliant concept, and you can see the success, and you can see the dedication in all of these students. It's, it's very intensive, eight weeks, and they leave at that time with a certificate and a diploma. And they are trained and ready to go to work. It's, it's really fantastic.
0: Yeah, he's really done, I agree with you, everything that you've said. And, and as Philippe mentioned, they have also a school in, uh, in Colombia. And there's only one other person I've heard about um, in you know, researching. In the United States, who does this, Chef Jeff, who has something out of Las Vegas, who has something called Felon University. And he learned how to cook while he was doing time and now has come out and opened up some successful restaurants. So he's he's the only one that I've heard of in the United States doing that. But again, he's addressing this whole thing of like vocational training, reduction of recidivism. Actually, can you say that word for me?
4: Probably not any better.
0: Reci- no. Reci- recidivism. Rest i is. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to cut that. But, but yeah. But I mean, so giving people definitely a second shot. You know, and like a real means of gainful employment. Any any other thoughts that you want to share on that before we? Before I say thank you so much.
4: Yes, uh, I- The embassy is fortunate, and I am fortunate uh, in my job as being a culinary diplomat, I guess you could say, is that we have an ambassador, Ambassador Jamie McCourt, who is interested and dedicated to promoting American cuisine. She's a foodie, and um, the ambassador, I think, would love to see something like this taken to Napa Valley in the U.S. or in Los Angeles or New York or any city, anywhere or any town where you have dedicated professionals that can work with the community and really give future employment opportunities for the next generation of American cooks. And whether... They they stay in the kitchen or eventually run their own shop. I mean, that's kind of what America's about. And I know the embassy is just, this is our first time here, but we'll be back.
0: Wonderful. I know. Well, the, the smells again emanating from the kitchen. They're just too
4: good not to come back for it.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to Paris Good Food and Wine today, Tom. That was really generous of you. Thank you
4: very much. And uh, shortly we'll
0: have the pleasure of saying bon appétit. I'm Paige Donner. You're listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. The show is produced and broadcast from Paris, France. It's Paris' first-ever homegrown English-language radio show about food and wine. IoT Shipping. IoT Shipping uses the Internet of Things technology to track and trace your value assets throughout the transport process. Data is monitored by temperature, geolocation, and movement so that you always know where your value assets are and in what condition they are in. Contact them for more information and for a quote at iotshipping.xyz. That's I-O-T shipping dot X-Y-Z. Thank you for listening to Paris Good Food and Wine. You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and also on the Pacifica Network. That's 200 plus public radio stations across the United States. Now with us we have Veronique, and if her husband Philippe is... Chef Marx's right-hand man here at this school. This is his left hand. So I have here with me the better half, as they say, of uh, Philippe. So we have Veronique, because I mentioned in my uh, interview with Philippe that you guys went across the United States on Harley-Davidson this last summer and that you love to do that. Uh, Did you have a good time uh, crossing the United States?
5: Very good time. It's fine, very fine.
0: And I know you I know it's not the first time you guys do that every summer. But really what I wanted to ask you Veronica about the school today is how do you help with the placement of the students into jobs when they're
5: finished with the training here? After training, uh, we help uh, our students to go to a job. Uh, in France, we have uh, 50,000 jobs uh, available, and uh, many restaurants uh, are looking for uh, cookers, bakers, and servers. And we have no difficulties. it is not difficult for us to find a job when uh, we have a good uh, trend. That's nice to know because, I mean, it's one thing to have
0: training, but then it's another, th- it's another thing to know that you're being trained for something that will actually allow you to have an income. You can, er- you can earn money, you can earn a living when you're finished. So w- can you give us some examples of some of the places where your students have gone to work?
5: Our student uh, works in um, different uh, enterprises, a gastronomic restaurant, or a, a French restaurant, and has a baker also. Uh, it's not uh, very difficult. We have a lot of jobs in, um, in this matter.
0: Okay, well, great. Well, it's really nice for you to take the time to speak to Paris Good Food and Wine today. And thank you so
5: much for, um, you know, including me in this uh, gathering today. Thank you for coming. Uh, You are always welcome uh, by your hugs.
0: This episode of Paris Good Food and Wine has been brought to you by Paris Food and Wine. You can find us at parisfoodandwine.net. Season 5 of Paris Good Food and Wine is generously being brought to you by IOT Shipping. Contact them at iotshipping.xyz. IOT, the Internet of Things. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Paris Good Food and Wine. A big thank you to all who helped make this show possible. And especially a grand merci beaucoup from me, your host and producer, Paige Donner. You can find this and past episodes of Paris Good Food and Wine on iTunes. And remember to follow us on Twitter at Paris Food Wine and like us on Facebook at Paris Food and Wine.